Hello and welcome to the message number 32. This is one if you want a challenge and a bit of a, a push in your faith and it is entitled The Stretch. If Jesus was really in charge, what would we do? I hope this gives you a blessing and a soup for the soul for the journey ahead. The Bible reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 17. Jesus said these things, then raising his eyes in prayer, he said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendour of your son, so the son in turn may show your bright splendour. You put him in charge of everything human, so he might give real and eternal life to all his charge. And this is the real and eternal life, that they know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. Now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendour, the very splendour I had in your presence before there was a world. I spelled out your character in detail to the men and women you gave me. They were yours in the first place. Then you gave them to me, and they have now done what you said. They know now beyond the shadow of a doubt that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave them. And they took it and they were convinced as I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the God rejecting world, but for those you gave me, for they are yours by right. Everything, everything mine is yours and yours mine. And my life is on display in them, for I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. They'll continue in the world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me, so they can be one heart and mind as we are one heart and mind. As long as I was with them, I guarded them in the pursuit of the life you gave through me. Amen. So let us pray. Lord, we really do love you. We truly do. And today is no exception. And we are expectant to hear from you. We love your word. We love you. Help us to hear as a community what you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's lovely that you're able to be here today. My name is Daniel, the vicar here at Holy Cross. And I'm going to talk to you today about if Jesus was really in charge, what would we do? If Jesus was really in charge, what would we do? Now, I'm talking to everyone here who loves Jesus, and I'd say you're all A-star um, pupils of Jesus. But Jesus wants us in this period between Ascension Day and Pentecost to stretch, to go that little bit further in our faith, not to get complacent. I am learning the guitar at the moment, and to use an example, they are telling me I need to stretch my fingers over four threats. 
four frets. And I think that's impossible. Ali sees me at night sometimes holding this finger in place, holding that finger, holding that finger. I go, ah, oh, this is so painful. But they're growing, they're stretching, I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Your fingers can actually stretch. It's the same with your mind. We think we can't learn anything new, but your mind is powerful. And so are you as a disciple of Jesus. Jesus is calling us in this period to stretch. If Jesus was really in charge, what would we do? Now, of course, Jesus died and rose again, and we don't need to do anything else. So that is great. That is our faith. However, there's a challenge for us not to rest on our laurels. In the passage today from the gospel, we heard of um, Jesus with his disciples in uh, chapter 17. Now, bear in mind, we are in Ascension Day, uh, from Ascension Day to Pentecost, and we are called to look back to what it was like before Jesus had died and rose again. Because the disciples would have thought, now, Jesus has ascended to heaven, he's risen from the dead. What did he actually say to us while he was on earth? And one of the things we believe the disciples would have looked at is this passage. They would have said, if Jesus was really in charge right now with this 120 people waiting for Pentecost, what, would we, well, what should we be doing? Same for us here at Holy Cross. If you're listening on this podcast here, it's lovely, but I'm talking to the church here in Fenham um, all the way through this talk, as I normally do. And I want us to, in this interim period, just hold on to that. If Jesus was really in charge, what would we do? I think the first thing, if Jesus was really in charge, is we would laugh more, yeah? If Jesus was really in charge, if we were giving him 100%, we would laugh so much more. It says in that passage today, verse 3, it says, Jesus is praying to his Father. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus, whom you have sent. This is eternal life. This is the joy we have. This is the excitement, the wonder, the freedom we have. And we're called to stretch in our faith and realize, when was the last time I laughed? When was the last time I had a belly-aching laugh? I remember uh, once I had a really, in my last church, I had a really, um, like, quite a tough meeting. And by chance, someone told me to watch this television program. And uh, this, I won't name what it is, but... The television program was so funny. I don't know if you ever one of these sort of belly aching laughs. I was bent over, tears were coming down my eyes, and then I had to go into this tough meeting. But because I was so happy, it was fine. I remember Ronnie, who used to be a part of our church before he passed away. He would always make me laugh, and he would always tell me so many jokes. And that is what we're called to do as Christians, to laugh more. And when we talk about Pentecost in next week, we'll be talking about how the first 3,000 Christians were laughing so much that people thought they were drunk. They were drunk. Imagine that here. A bunch of holy rollers drunk at nine in the morning. But that's what they were like. They were, this was so funny, following Jesus. Apparently, when the Pope and the Archbishop of Canterbury first met um, the latest Archbishop of Canterbury and, and the latest Pope. When they both met in a quiet room on their own, a 
apparently they just laughed for 30 minutes at each other. Can you believe that? And that was the Holy Spirit just coming out and they were laughing. They were meant to have a serious meeting, but they were laughing. This is eternal life. This is it. It's to know God and to know Jesus. That's the stretch. We're called to laugh more. And I love us here at Holy Cross to do that. The second thing, I believe, if Jesus was in charge, 100%, I know we're, we're up there, we're probably hitting 80, but we can still go that bit further. We'd focus on what's important, yeah? We'd focus on the important things of life and forget about the other things. That is, Jesus, when he's praying to his Father in heaven, saying that the disciples, that's including us, they know your word. They know your word. If we know God's word, we would know that God loves you so much. He would say to you every day of your life that you are loved. If you knew God's word, you would know that you are deeply blessed by him. If you knew God's word, you would know that he is so confident in you, it's unreal. That's why people like Peter and Thomas and, and Mark... Um, I know there's children in here at the moment, but, but Mark, he ran away scared and he wasn't wearing much, put it that way, okay. And he just legged it because he was such a coward. But God, Jesus said, I've got confidence even in those people who betray me, who run away, who say to me loud things like Peter. We focus on that. We focus on, on God's love for us then would focus on the other really important thing if Jesus was in charge. And that is simply this, to persevere. Jesus says, they not only know my word, but they kept my word. And this is the rub for us who are 80% wanting to go to 100% with Jesus, is we just gotta keep going. That is the hardest part of following Jesus, isn't it? We just keep going. Every day, take it 24 hours at a time. They know my word. They persevered and kept it. We had Brogan Hume come on um, Thursday for Ascension Day. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, and he was doing things slightly different to what we're used to. He was going up to people, praying for them. And, uh, and I was like, God, what are you doing? Please, please, let the church survive after this. But that was just me. But everyone was having a good time. We just felt while we were there, God's confidence over us. And that challenge again, to keep his word. Laugh more, focus on what's important. If Jesus was really in charge here, and I'm, clearly, I'm really talking to myself first and then to you, is we would be more relaxed. We would be so relaxed. Not sort of relaxed, lazy relaxed, but relaxed in sense of, it's okay. It's okay. Why? Because Jesus says these words over you and me. He said, protect them in your name. Protect them in your name. You've got to hear those words as words that are so powerful. We sometimes get a little bit blasé by saying, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But you're invoking God Almighty to be upon you. I used to, well... I have an uncle called Alan Price. 
And uh, if you've got the upgrade of our hymn books, he's written 10 hymns in the upgrade version, um, the children's section they have in the hymn book. But anyway, whenever I invoke his name in certain circles, all of a sudden, people think, oh, so you're Alan Price's nephew. Well, come on in. Why didn't you say? This is Alan Price's nephew. He's really, really great because of Alan Price. Think how much more when we invoke God's name that God Almighty goes, wow, this is my daughter, this is my son. When we say, in Jesus' name, you are protected. When we baptise at 12 o'clock today, we pray a protection prayer. We fill the, the child with the Holy Spirit. When we have communion, you're invoking and being protected by Jesus' name. When we read the scriptures, it's dynamite. Being relaxed, knowing that God has done everything, allows us to live as if we're on the Rothbury terraces like I was yesterday, but in Fenham. To live as if we're in Bambra, but going through a tough time. Living as if today is your birthday every day of the year, even though the bills are tough. Jesus says, in my name, and if I'm really in charge, I want you to be relaxed because you're protected. The final point, the smallest point, which you're pleased to know, but also the biggest challenge. Jesus says, if I was really in charge, we would here be one. We would be united. Commentators say that this is the biggest unanswered prayer of Jesus's for 2,000 years. So many times Christians have been divided over this or that. My last church, we had seven meetings on the carpet. It wasn't on the colour of the carpet. It was, do we have a red carpet or a red carpet with speckles? Can you believe that? Four churches back, we had, this was a congregational church, they had to vote on what type of tea towel we have. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yes, yes. <laughs> Someone said yes. <laughs> but Jesus says, let us be one. This is a quote, and this quote has stayed with me for such a long time. It's uh, an author of a book uh, called The Ragamuffin Gospel. I encourage you to, to read it. It's uh, by a... Um, um, He's now passed away, but he was a recovering alcoholic monk uh, called uh, Father Brennan Manning. And he said this, The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians, who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. I'm not going to be able to answer a 2,000-year-old unanswered prayer right here, but I would like us to do our part. And maybe when we see things, let us love one another. When we hear things, let us again build each other up. When we want to do certain things, let's go the narrow path like Jesus called us. For if Jesus was really in charge, we would laugh more, yeah? We would be relaxed more, we'd be focused on what's important. 
And most importantly, our diversity would be our unity. Our joy would be in Jesus, and we would be one. Amen. Hey, that was really encouraging. I love the fact that Jesus wants us to to laugh more, to be focused on what's even important, to being relaxed and aiming to be one in our diversity. Wow. Why don't we end with the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And all God's people said, Amen. Until next time.